thanks Leslie for being our reader. So there's a traditional way to read this story, and I think it makes sense to most of us. Um, Jesus heals ten lepers, nine leave, one comes back to say thank you, Jesus observes. But only the foreigner came back and wonders where the others are, and then seems to give that Samaritan this kind of additional blessing. Your faith has made you well. Literally, the Greek is your faith has saved you. So generally, we tend to think the point is, okay, the nine were not grateful enough. Only the one was grateful enough, had faith enough. And so then that leads us to kind of wonder and assess ourselves. Are we grateful enough? Um, do we have enough faith? And, and maybe if we think we're lacking to kind of rededicate ourselves to just like do better. That particular interpretation might actually say more about us and kind of our own insecurities than it does about Jesus. Um, we have this kind of universally problematic tendency to fill in the blanks in other people's stories. So with that in mind, a pastor named Marin Kiribasi threw out the question, well, why don't the other nine come back? And she started to daydream about maybe what their stories might be. So kind of loosely based on her work, here is a reader's theater of sort, a chance for those 10 lepers to get to tell their story. So thank you to that Greek and tribe, Michelle Afrahamian, Sherry Lorbrecht, Brittany Hastings, Natalie Kamenek, Debbie Reeder, John Horler, Eibler, Greb Buck, and Leslie O'Connell for serving as lepers. And as you listen, you can kind of ponder the question, also the title of this vignette, which leper are you? He told us what to do, and I did it. Oh yeah, here's my bell. I've still got it as a souvenir. Here is exactly what happened. There was quite a crowd of us traveling together for safety. People think it's like a joke to hurt lepers, so we kept our distance from people. But we did call out to this well-known traveling preacher for mercy. You should have seen the eyeballs on his disciples. Scared. I could tell they were freaked out just to be that close to 10 lepers. He said, go show yourselves to the priests. Just like that, with authority, and I could feel it. A tingle started at the top of my head and went all the way to my toes. Amazing. I did what he said. It's what I've done all my life. Followed directions. The letter of the law. Mess up something as important as this? Improvise on Jesus' script? No thanks. I was so sick, I did not have a clue. 24-7 with the bells. My hair fell out. My nails? I don't think so. You don't want to know what this disease does to our bodies. T-M-I. Jesus? He was awesome. So cool. Like, go to the priest and show yourselves. I am so into Jesus. Totally grateful. But my friends, they just kept on going. So I did too. Those lepers stood by me through the worst days of my life. We were in it together, you know? And shared alienation can bond people in a way nothing else can. No way was I going to ditch them to do my own thing. Oh, I used to have a bell. It's got to be around here somewhere. Oh, you know, it's, it's probably buried underneath all of this laundry piles, but I haven't even had time in my life lately to be able to 
look for it or even think about it. But you know what? <laughs> there isn't a day that goes by. You know, it was a pretty big turning point in my life. In fact, because of it, I'm actually on the temple council right now. It all happened after I went and I showed myself to the priest. <sighs> and because of it, I was able to inherit. Yeah, inherit. So I inherited my parents' farm and it's just been amazing. And I, I actually have a husband and we were blessed with two children now. Oh my goodness, they're two really, really active children and they keep me really busy all the time. I'm picking up toys everywhere, everywhere. But you know what? It, it was such a blessing and I am so incredibly thankful. <sighs> but I don't have one spare second. And I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure he would understand, hopefully. <sighs> my name is Sarah and I'm a recovering leaper. I keep this bell. To remind me that I am illness-free one day at a time. Most of you just rush past your precious life as if it would never end. But if you have had an illness like mine, you know how important one day at a time can be. Unfortunately, I did not go back. And thank Jesus. I was really thinking about how happy I was, and it wasn't till I had my little time in my program that I thought about how he might want to know that, and he was, well, you heard what happened to him. Poor guy. Just don't say anything. Definitely not ringing this bell. Nobody knows about my past, and that's the way I want to keep it. It's nobody's business. That's why they call it a background check. Illness is supposed to stay in the background. Look, I was not as bad off as the rest of them. And going back to thank the healer, what was his name anyways? He would have just drawn attention to me. No, thank you. The point is, who healed us anyway? That dingling Jesus of Nazareth who got crucified for acting too much like God? For all we know, it might have just been a coincidence, meeting him and the ten of us being healed. Off the record, I think maybe there was a little group hallucination going on, the kind that happens sometimes around those faith healers. Maybe some were faking anyway. Go back and thank him? For what? Wow, I needed closure so bad. You know, I might not have leprosy anymore, but when you're an outcast for like who knows how long, well, let's just say that some wounds are, are more than skin deep. The last thing I need is to revisit my past. I can quote Jesus on that subject. Let the dead bury their own dead. You know, you, you have to take care of yourself. You want to be strong enough to help anybody else. You know, folks, when I'm done with this skit, I will need a little bit of therapy for post-dramatic stress syndrome. This might not be like politically correct, but well, I was a leper, can't deny it. And in that situation, I, I, mean, I had to be with, you know, those guys, but, but then there was this miracle and I looked down and my skin was, was clean and smooth. And so I whirl around to thank Jesus, but before I head to the temple, but like that foreigner, he was already on his way back. I didn't want to chase him down in the street. It would have looked like we were together. And finally, for the first time in so long, I can finally be part of respectable society again, back where I belong. I know they judged us 
Oh, there go the nine who didn't say thank you. They thought they were so high and mighty, but I bet they never had anything eating them inside and out, night and day, chronic pain. You'd ring the bell and then get the stairs. Some of us looked horrifying and some of us didn't. And that might even have been worse because people didn't believe us or thought we were faking. What's the matter with them? So there's pain and there's outcast. You spend enough time outside society and you lose it. You lose the skills. You just do. When people, people treat you like you're not human, something human on the inside breaks. Then there's this wonderful change. Our bodies were healed, but it took some time for the us on the inside to catch up. I know they don't understand. They think they know our story, but they don't have a clue. And still, so quick to judge. I went, I said, thank you. But let me tell you, I'm not any better than the rest. I guess in my case, the healing started in my heart and my feet ran back to where that amazing power was coming from. Here's the secret. When I went back to that man and fell down at his feet, I happened to look in his eyes and you know, that awful pain of leprosy that went out from us? Well, it had to go in somewhere. When I looked into his eyes, I could see it. That was where the leprosy went. Thank you, oh, thank you. And he spoke to me, but it was to all of us. It was just my luck to hear it up close and personal. Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. What do you think? Which leper are you? Probably none of them, at least not completely. Let's see who else could you be in this story? Jesus? Maybe not. Not the priest to whom those formerly sick people go, show themselves clean. So, disciples, parents, children, sisters, brothers, husbands, wives of people who suffer and wonder if anyone else in the whole world understands. Bystanders, maybe, who watched the miracle happen. At least 10 people watched nine of them run off down the road and, and only one returned to say thank you. Jesus asks, where are they? And we ask it too. But when we hear their reasons, if we're honest, we know those reasons are us too. Because there's a little bit of too busy in each of us. A little bit of get away from the past. A little bit of too absorbed in the good present to acknowledge those who got us to where we are. And there's probably a little bit of the rule follower. Don't mention it. We've definitely all fallen in with friends, um, rewritten the past so that we don't really owe anyone anything. Uh, been embarrassed that we ever needed help in the first place um, or avoided the company of people who are different. We've all been hurt by the past. We've all seen those hurts resurface in our present in all kinds of surprising and difficult ways. All of that is part of us. But so is that 10th leper. That's in all of us too, this God-given ability to offer thanks and claim our faith and walk forward in courage because we have looked into the eyes of Christ. And the thing is, once we realize that all of that is in us, the good, the bad, everything in between, once we realize that and make our peace with that, the battle of our life is mostly won. 
then there's just one more piece once we've figured that out. And that last piece is this. It's remembering that everyone else is just like us, that their lives are just as beautiful and terrible and precious and complicated as ours. This seems to be the part where the disciples slip up a little bit, reading between the lines, um, because Jesus makes no judgment on the nine, just raises the question, where are they? Um, almost as if to kind of catch the disciples, and maybe us, making assumptions about other people's stories, and to remind those disciples, or maybe us, um, that when we try to interpret other people's behaviors, our assumptions usually tell us more about ourselves than they tell us about those whom we are interpreting. Here is the beautiful thing about grace. In our stories, Jesus fills in the blanks in our stories in the best possible way, the kindest, most generous way, one that is somehow um, at the same time honest about our darkness while still showing us in the best possible light in his light. So thank God. Thank God for a God who explains our actions in the kindest possible way. And we trust God's gracious interpretations of us and our stories. May we extend that same sort of gracious interpretation to others. And may our faith in God's grace make us well. Amen. And now we sing our hymn of the day, Healer of our Every Ill.